Before I begin this podcast, I want to encourage you to support independent black media. Portrayals of our people in mass media often come off with a spirit of either disinterest or seem to be disingenuous. It's not enough for outlets such as this one to be professional, but also passionate, because the issues that we talk about here are very personal and specific to black people. You can make a one-time donation to the Making a Difference show via Cash App at dollar sign making M-A-K-I-N a difference show, or you could become a month-to-month supporter of the Making a Difference show through Patreon by going to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com backslash making M-A-K-I-N a difference show. Thank you for your support and welcome to Making a Difference. Um, to be a Negro, to be a Negro in this country, and to be um, relatively conscious, is to be in a state of rage. Almost, almost all of the time. You wonder why I spit the truth, but not to make no dope. To make a difference. Welcome to another episode of Making a Difference. I'm your host, Ken Macon. This is a very honest dialogue, and I'm very proud of it because it's a dialogue about wanting to do more. It's frustrating to see the stories, you know, the tragedies like what happened to Ahmaud Arbery, and just knowing that there's going to be more attention, you know, put toward the tragedy and put toward just the profit off of black pain and, you know, the symptoms of what we see out here in society instead of an actual look and criticism of systemic racism. I'm very glad to have had an opportunity to sit down with uh, Maine Bradley, just a the dynamic host of More Than a Master's Podcast. I want to encourage you to actually press pause and to look up More Than the Masters on Facebook, on SoundCloud, uh, wherever you get your podcasts and follow that podcast. Uh, they're just some great, great storytelling and great commentaries you know, that come from that particular podcast, from that particular medium. And I'm proud of what Maine's done, and I'm proud of what Maine is getting ready to do for Augusta and for black people. With that in mind, check out this dope dialogue between myself and Maine. You're listening to Making a Difference. Here with a guest who I should have had on <laughs> a while back because he's had me on two of his pods, man. Uh, maybe the most important uh, important podcast right now uh, in Augusta. Y'all know the man. Maine Bradley, what's up, man? What's with up, more than Masters podcast, what's, what's going on, man? What's up, man? I love the introduction. That's dope. I like that. Hey, man, it is what it is, <laughs> man. I <laughs> Look, should have been had, like I said, should have had him on the show a while back. It literally took somebody getting shot. And kill for me to have this man on the show. So for that, I apologize. No, I saw good. I, I always think timing is everything. I mean, like I said, the, the event is unfortunate, obviously, but I did know when we did link up on your on your show, it would be right. The time be right, and I'm saying the right stuff. So definitely, I. This podcast really came together 30 minutes ago. I was on Twitter, and Maine was going in. Uh, he had posted. Uh, want to say one of the Funk Flex or excerpt of a Funk Flex freestyle mm-hmm. with Meek Mill. Uh, let them niggas smoke your cousin. You ain't ride yet. What up? R.I.P. on Instagram uh-huh. and you ain't slide yet. What up? They on that corner every day. Shit, they ain't high yet. What up? Someone hear that gangster shit if they ain't die yet. You know, once I listened to it, it's like a maybe 10 second clip. I immediately knew the energy the main had because I have some of the same energy, man. And it's just, you know, we're watching 
uh, some of the outrage and you know backlash and different things that are you know coming about as a result of uh, the murder of you know Ahmaud Arbery, which incidentally happened in February. But we're just a lot of us are now just finding out about it now or have found right, out about right. it. You know, I could just sense that there was a lot of unrest um, just in your spirit, man. Kind of talk about just what some of what you're seeing on social media and why you got this energy. Well, um, first of all, I think it was dope that you put two and two together because most people didn't do that. They probably think I'm talking about for real, like street stuff. And I was talking about that. Uh, you know, over the past couple of years, especially being in, in, in media now, uh, you run into a lot of pro-black or black activists or just people that want to change things um, as far as like the oppression that we, we suffer from. I get you just get tired of it's almost like rinse and repeat. So you get tired of it. Like something happens to somebody, we get an outroll, we post these long statuses, we say how we tired of it, which obviously we're not because we got time to post long statuses. But and then what happens is we make a a, a, a hashtag, we make a filter. Facebook they, they they you know they monetize off that, make a filter, everybody uses it, and we get we get like a slogan for this person that that's slain, and then we move on our lives. And then the next time it happens, we do it all over again. That's it. Like it's never no. I've never seen it where like we did something and then okay, well now we see where we made some we, we cut we cut we cut we cut like a deficit into this gap. It's not it don't happen. Yeah. We're gonna keep it a buck on the show today, man. I um like a well we always keep it a buck. We're gonna keep it like like I guess one twenty or one thirty today. Yeah. I remember had it been some months ago, man, I was uh having a similar conversation like what we have. I don't even know if somebody had gotten shot at the time. But the conversation was, Ken, you know, we should reach out to uh, the National Association of uh African-American gun owners. It's actually this group out of Atlanta. So I had every intent of, like, reaching out. And uh, for whatever reason, man, you know, things going on, family, life, whatever. Um, didn't have a chance to have that conversation. Obviously, it's something that I'm going to revisit now. But it's just the fact that here we are again. And it's as you're talking about. It's a lot of this rinse and repeat, man. You know, there's a certain level of responsibility that you take. Mm-hmm. Um, that I know I take with my show. And it's obviously a lot of what I do is first and foremost for, you know, my family, my wife, my son. And by the extent, by extension of, like I said, what I do through media, a lot of that is for black people. And so when you see these things happening over and over and over and over again, and there are just certain conversations that that we should have that we don't have, mm-hmm. man, it just, it takes a toll on you. Without, um, and this may give you a chance to kind of promo one of your upcoming episodes, man, but, you know, you do have different activists, different for lack of better terminology, just uh, civic-minded people um, who want to do something about this. Like, kind of talk about some of the conversations that you've had maybe very recently. Maybe they can maybe allow you to promote some of what you're doing on your show. Um, I mean, well, I know, like, last night we did have our Black Power. We went live for it. It was very interesting. A lot of people stayed on. A good number of view-wise, like, it was a good crowd. And pretty much they all agreed to a lot of things he was saying because, you know, uh, Q, he's he's very Mm pro-black. But also, when I think about it now, like, that just kind of reiterates my, my, my statement like he, he, he gave a lot of what we should do what we what we need to be doing we need to get this we need to organize this we need to do this we need to have militia we need to do this and I hear a lot of needs but we've been saying these needs for about months now mm-hmm. and this is half our black power and we always talk about like, black issues all this stuff and we've been doing that for a, almost a year now and I still haven't seen nothing set up yet out of any ideology that he may have or that we may talk about um, and I just think like for me it's almost like we treat like like it's ESPN. You know what I'm saying? Like we sit down and talk about it, debate about it, and that's it. We have takes, we put them out there in the ether, and that's it. Like that. That's we did that to most people. We did our due diligence because we talked about it. Yeah. But at some point, you got to stop talking about it, like because the other side giving action every time. Yeah. Like they they ain't stopped yet. 
even going back to the uh, the meat meal um thing I posted, that's how I, like he was talking about more of a street term, but I feel like that even with the black activists, like something happens to somebody, and all we do is we say R.I.P. You know what I'm saying? We say what we should do, but we don't make no action. We we, we peaceful protesting when none of these acts been peaceful. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you fight an uphill battle without even without even the right equipment anyway. You know, you you doomed to fail. You just doing not to go nowhere. But maybe I guess we get lax and get be okay with that. I guess, or maybe we, maybe we do feel accomplished by having a dope take and then hitting record and stepping back like, oh, I body that. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's crazy. We not ESPN. Like, this is real life. Right. I can see Skip, Shannon Sharp, uh, Stephen A. Smith. They do their thing. That's cool. That's that's okay for that that arena. For this arena, it's not talking. Is not just okay. Man, that's that's a compelling conversation or a compelling thought. I've always, I've said for a long time, I've said that in a lot of ways, social media is the end of the revolution. Mm. And I say that, mm. from, yeah, and I say that from the perspective of you can really just click, 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 hit send, and like you've made your peace with the situation. But if you could ever think about like a Mars family, and first of all, it really took them like two and a half months to even get to this point right here. Like their, their baby, their son, their brother, their family member was taken out of here late February, man. And so you're going through February, March, April to now where it's just like it's the first of May or almost like to the we get to the point where it's like the middle of May now to finally just get a conviction or excuse me, to finally just have an arrest. Right. We haven't even got to like because, I mean, I have my theories, you know, we but it's just it's so much going on. But again, you're going to have some people that's just going to say, well, I walk my two point two, three miles or whatever. Oh, you know, one thing I said about that, I think it's even sadder you think about the fact that this is a family that probably ain't even been thinking about the coronavirus because of what happened wow, to them. Wow, right. Their son. Like, they haven't even, how we've been dealing with it, and we talk about the pandemic, all this stuff, they've been thinking about something totally different this whole time. Yeah. Like, they probably ain't even care about, they probably, I mean, they could have caught it and didn't care, you know, so who knows? They probably just been, to they, they probably been quarantining. Mm-hmm. I would want to quarantine after that. Like, I don't want to jog after that. I don't want to go outside after that, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's wild. But to, to, your, to your point, that's another thing, like, we make these hashtags and these sayings, like, okay, I'm going to jog 2.3. Why are we doing it? Like, I don't, no, I'm, not, I'm not trying to be the bad guy, but, like, yeah. why? Like, what's the, I mean, me jogging 2. Point whatever miles, what is that doing? What is that, how is that stopping the problem? Well, th- I mean, and that's that's a great question. I have an answer. It's, I think it's just going to take us back to kind of where we are now. And just, so you know, for you guys who are listening in, like, I want y'all to understand something. Like, we're not, we're not bashing not at all. the o- awareness component of this i think there's just a certain level of passive aggressiveness to it mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. that i know it concerns me i know it concerns man that's why like i tell you i saw man i called him i said man i'll be over there in 30 minutes because i knew what time it was <laughs> i knew just for no you man <laughs> yeah um you know just wanted to get get some things off your chest and I, I think there's a lot of people and i gotta say it's a lot of brothers that feel that way man because i'm not there's a way that you know we've watched people in, in you know various states um take up their arms to protest being locked down mm-hmm. and that same energy has not been um expressed for this young man for young men because there's another brother in um in indianapolis who was gunned down by police i understand sean i believe his name is sean Reed. what's that got him alive yeah. uh say that again never lie he, he was on live right? yeah, yeah. yeah that was crazy too like, so but it's just um and I'll tell you why I came over here, man, because I wanted us to have this dialogue, but I also want people to understand that a revolution starts with an individual, like for myself. Like, I know, okay, and and we've been knowing for a while, like, there's a lot at stake. 
in your case is your family right um it's been well documented man like just the love you have for your brother the love that you have for your daughters mm -hmm. and so you know you find yourself in a position to where you have to protect yourself first and foremost but by extension you have to protect Brooke and Bailey's father. Yeah, definitely. You got to protect Don's brother. Yep. You know what I'm saying? I got to protect, you know, my wife's husband. I got to protect my son. You know, I got to protect Cannon's dad. Yeah. So, you know, what does that look like in terms of licensing, of, you know, of stand strap? I think there's a, a way that just with black people, there's a, a spirit of forgiveness that we have that I think is an important component. But I think there's a, again, there's a passiveness mm -hmm. to where we say, okay, well, my faith will take care of this. That it's just not feasible in a world where <laughs> you can't do, literally can't do anything. You can't go jogging. You can't go shopping. You can't, I mean, all of this stuff. And, and it's just, it's, it's a lot to try to, um, to try to deal with, to try to compartmentalize. You know, it's funny that you say that it seems like every six months to a year, they add something else to what we can't do. Yeah, you know you can't just have skittles and uh, you know in the tea in the sweater. You can't wear that. You know what I'm saying? You can't go jogging. You can't sell cigarettes out here. You know what I'm saying? You can't do. It's just crazy. Like every time it's you doing something that you you can do, mm. but they tell us no. But you can't do that. And I'm gonna show you why. Yeah. And I'm gonna get away with it. And that's just how it's been going down. Yeah. And I, like I said, I, I think that you know people. I mean, they, yeah, we all tired of it. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. But, I mean, to me, showing me you're tired of it is different than you posting a long status. You know what I'm saying? Honestly, hate to put it in terms of relationship wise, but when I get, like, long text messages, that's somebody telling me they're not tired of what's going on. They, <laughs> that's, that's somebody telling me, like, hey, don't leave. That's what that means. The length of that message is telling me don't leave. So, when you got these long Facebook statuses, to me, I get you you tired, but also, like, almost like you want to be in the forefront of maybe, you want, you want a, a viral post. Or you want, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's different, you know, ulterior motives with, with, with this stuff. And I just feel like, I mean... It's tough, but at the same time, I'm just tired of, I'm tired of being tired. I say that, and I'm tired of hearing people saying they're tired. That's not showing me that. It's the West Coast diva. Tell them follow the leader. It's yo yo. You're listening to Making the Difference with Ken Making. Do you need insurance for your car, home, life, or business? Then trust Jay Harvey, your Allstate insurance agent in Evans, Georgia. He opened his agency in 2017 because he loves helping and working with people. As a husband and father, he understands the importance of helping families prepare for the unexpected. You can get a personalized insurance quote today by calling 706-434-8106. Jay's office is located at 3118-8 William Few Parkway in Evans, Georgia. Remember, you're in good hands with Jay Harvey, your neighborhood Allstate insurance agent. Hey y'all, we're going to get back to the show in just a minute, but first I want to tell you about my good friends over at Quick Print Augusta. I want to tell you about some of the services they provide. They do family reunion t-shirts, political flyers, logo designs, church programs, church fans, brochures, business cards, and banners. So if you need any of those things, and I'm pretty sure you do, give them a call at 706-750-9779. That's 706-750-9779. You can also shoot them an email at info at quickprintaugusta.com. Info at quickprintaugusta.com. You can also hit them up on Facebook at Quick Print Augusta. But wait, there's more. If you mention making a difference to the good folks at Quick Print Augusta, they will give you 10% off of your order. Again, if you mention M-A-D, making a difference. They'll give you 10% off. Enjoy the rest of the show. Too often, we're left wondering what happened, 
how it happened and who made it happen. Too often, that is because we don't know enough about the functions of our local and state governments. Remember this, knowledge is power, engagement is crucial, and you can influence your quality of life based upon the choices you make on Election Day. Please follow me, Janice Allen Jackson, for the Local Matters Podcast here on SoundCloud. We will be interviewing candidates for various offices, and we don't want you to miss it. Why should you follow Local Matters? Because local does matter. My name is Lauren Macon, and you are listening to Making a Difference with my handsome husband, Ken Macon. This is Donald Doe and Michael Doe with Family Financial Consultants. Do you need help with Medicare, with affordable mortgage and life insurance, building an estate for your child? We provide these types of services for you and much more. As independent insurance brokers, we take pride in coming into people's homes and not only saving them money, but changing their lives. Imagine only paying a few dollars for your medicine instead of hundreds or cutting the cost of your insurance premiums. Our goal is to provide affordable policies tailored to your individual needs. Give us a call at 803-293-8915 or 706-503-3933. Family Financial Consultants, LLC, located at 412 Edgefield Road in North Augusta, South Carolina. Agents work for companies, but a broker works for you. What's going on, everybody? It's Knife Wonder right here, man. And you're checking out Making a Difference with my man, Ken Macon. Keep it locked. Peace. You uh, you brought up a great point, man. And basically what you're talking about when you talk about like a long text message, like right now, and this is a term that gets overused, but I think it's applicable here. It's a toxic relationship. Mm-hmm. And so we're in, we're in a toxic relationship with this country. You know what I mean? When you look at how uh, black people were brought over here. When you look mm-hmm. at just the history of slavery, the Reconstruction, the Jim Crow, um, all the way to the present day, and what you have is a toxic relationship that has lasted hundreds of years. And the part that I want black people to understand is I want us to understand how there is a certain way that we are complicit in this. Like, we're complicit in this with our labor. Um, mm-hmm. When you understand that our labor built this country, when you understand that our labor sustains this country, um, when you understand that when we talk about, well, you know, what's the role of the police? What's the role of, you know, these various entities? Like, so much of our tax money goes to this. Mm-hmm. And so, that's why I know on my show, I, you know, uh, encourage this a lot. I encourage people to get involved in local politics. And I encourage people to say, okay, take your local politics and understand the ramifications of that on the statewide level. Understand the power of your state uh, politics on the national level. And a lot of times, that doesn't happen. And so, people don't understand that, okay, you know, you may say, well, I don't really get into politics. Well, you're not getting into politics means that you may have a district attorney who chooses not to prosecute uh, a clear a clear case of murder, such right. as we have, you know, in the Ahmaud Arbery case. Right. We're in an election year, and I've but been saying that a lot. we're in, yeah. we're, in a, we're, in, yeah, we're in a presidential yes. year. But yes. understand that, as near as I can tell, every year is an election year. Because there are elections that happen every year. <laughs> no, a lot of people know that. That's probably the first problem. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're talking about being tired because you're not even educated. Only need to go on to, you know, uh, be, make make our make our stride conducive at all. So, you know, I think that's, that's why the one thing I love about your podcast, like the stuff I'm not well versed in, I know you do your due diligence enough to where you have all the candidates on there. Sometimes I, I, I can make my choice just based on the podcast alone. Like alone, I can just listen to it. Okay, cool. Didn't like that part. 
that was kind of wild. But I see Ken step back a little bit, so I understand what that means. You get to, you get to, you get to know like, the candidates more. I like I like your show based on that too. Like I'm not I'm not like as well versed in the politics as you are, but I think you dumb it down for us a lot to where if you listen to the ep- actual episode, you'll get to get the the, the the pros and the cons of that candidate. You know what I'm saying? Without you even picking a side. That's amazing. Yeah. I want to talk about your podcast at the same time because, man, I just, I'm sitting up here and I'm watching the conversation that you have with this young man who just got out of jail, did like a five and a half year bid, I understand. Yeah. I, I, I love I love that episode. And it's funny because, you know, shout out to Slim, he being there, you know, filming. And in time, at the, at the moment, it didn't feel like the other ones we did. But like I was telling Slim, like, you got to think he just did five and a half years. He he did he's done more time as an adult in prison than he's been out free, mm-hmm. you know. Um, way matter of fact, almost like ninety percent of his of the time he's been in, incarcerated. So he's gonna talk. He's not gonna talk like how me and him talk. He's not gonna talk like how Ken may talk. So I have to talk to him differently. There's gonna be spaces. There's a lot of editing mm-hmm. to put that episode out. You know, what I'm saying each my each clip was like thirty minutes. I had chopped down to sixteen. Yeah, that's how much space was there. He's still in that streak mindset of All right, I need to say as less as possible. Cause that's how he's used to talking. Mm. So yeah, it was it was definitely difficult like talking to him and doing that podcast, but it meant a lot to me because I, I think about the long the long haul, long run. So where I put that first episode out, I mean the first clip out, his mom ended up adding me on Facebook, you know, adding me on Twitter, just talked me a lot and just saying like she proud of her son. But I knew like that meant a lot. Mother's there around the corner. I feel good now. I, mm. I put that out. She can see her son in a different light because nobody else is nobody else gonna show that for him. To everybody else, your son is a is a felon. Hmm. To him, to her, but to me, I, I painted a different picture. When you, when you went to the first prison you went to, right? Yeah. What what level was that? That was medium. So it wasn't like life was in there no, like I don't that. Want no life again. Everybody doing short times. Yeah, niggas. Yeah, people getting up. So do you, do you think that's why you didn't take it seriously either? Yeah, like you around exactly. people, you around people that's not taking it seriously. Yeah, exactly why. Like what made you start taking it serious? When I got when I went to uh, level five, and I got down there with. Like people, they got life sentences. How old were you at that time? I was still nineteen. People got life sentences. So I mean, it's nice in here. Like it might be, man. It's a whole man. It might be. It's ninety six people in the dorm. So you in the living area? Ninety six of y'all in here. Man, it might be like no cap. Bro. It might be a hundred and fifty nights and a two hundred nights and a two hundred. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's ninety six of y'all. It's one guard and she a female. What can you What can you do I mean like How can she, she, can, she, she I mean she can get you. on the walkie talking And call whoever But What's done is done What's gonna happen Gonna happen already What was, what was your Your time like though Like uh, as far as like Just family visits All that stuff like that Oh yeah I used My family used to come Every month I used to my family Every month I was locked up I seen my family oh, that's Maybe good. except one That's good Maybe except maybe one or two months The, the, the one or two maybe, months Nah I'm gonna say more than that Cause We'll be on lockdown You know I be in the hole sometimes uh, we gotta start Thanks right there. Yeah, we gotta start right there. We gotta start. What you in the hole for, man? What you did, man? You know, like I said, you know, just getting in trouble, bro. I ain't never gonna look for no. So trouble. you never started a fight. In prison, I'm talking about. Yes, at one time. Other than that, it just came to you. You just kind of did what you had to do at that point. Yeah. Is it really like the movie where like you might can't call because niggas just say hey, you know you're not getting the phone? I ain't had no. I ain't gonna lie. I ain't had no problems like that. How many um prisons did you go to throughout your whole? About three. Yeah. How many times? Can you, how many times do they? Can you get in trouble for they move you? Or is it like what you? Like, what, what, made them, what made them say now nah, we're moving you this time? Because my my security went up. Yeah, my security went from medium to close. What you did, and I knew it immediately. And it's like it's kind of it can't give me kind of. I'm kind of getting chills about it. 
you humanize him in a way yeah. that where obviously a five and a half bit is going to dehumanize you in a way like it's not a full restoration, but you started a process of humanizing him and telling and allowing him to tell his story in a way that's just so gripping and so engaging. If you listen to this podcast, man, and you know, a lot of us on Facebook, on social media, more than the masters, please look up this. Um, definitely, definitely. Like I said, man, that was, that was brilliant work, brilliant journalism. It was humanizing uh, journalism, man. I know you kind of play yourself down, man, but I, I've been telling you for a while, man. You've been it, telling um, some important it, it stories. It a lot coming from you, though. Like, cause like I said, to me, like I tell people all the time, like, I, like when I'm looking at the people, like, like Bethy, that's my peers. I look up to you. I, I like the way you, you produce your podcast. Like everything from the beginning to the ending, it's a, it's a story. And I try to do the same thing when I'm talking talking to somebody like him. So I'm giving him a story. He even he texts me like, "Yo, I feel mad. I come through. This is my this is a, a person who did five and a half years. They fought in prison all the time. You know, them been in the streets." He opening up to me. He don't know me. You know what I'm saying? But because of how I'm able to like dehumanize him, he probably not feeling that. Human, human, I'm sorry, yeah. but he's he's probably not feeling that. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I, I as you say that, it make more sense of why me have a report now because we talk like every other day now. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a good it's a good feeling. Like those podcasts live live longer than the one. I mean, you got some hit, you got some hits you do. It's like it's good for the time, but that's like good all the time. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So. Timeless peace, man. That um, <clears throat> and the the whole piece of humanization, I think, is as black men is something that is just so vitally important, and it's just something that, that we're grasping after because the whole thought of you know as you know you're made a slave, that's a, a process of dehumanization. When you look at um, the uh, industrialization of prisons and you know throwing people in jail, prison is not, and I and I think you saw this in your interview, it's not about rehabilitation as much as it is about profit and so during that process mm -hmm. people get dragged down and like turn into less than nothing yep. man and uh there were just some things that was said even like i said with the clips and the, the dialogue that i heard you guys have that i was just like man i don't i said man i hope i know you're gonna you're gonna go back to that interview six months from now and you're just gonna be like man that was that was important i know man i know right and yeah. the, the, the thing is it's funny that you mentioned that us being in a, in a toxic relationship with America, that's part of it, you know, because their 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 illustration of rehabilitation is not rehabilitation. Mm -hmm. It's what you said, you know, like that. But they think that's rehabilitating us. But no, we just don't want to go back because we don't want to go back to that. It's not that we changed. We just don't want to go back to that. It's not. It didn't actually help my behavior, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? But because I don't want to go back to that place, I may change. Yeah. But it's probably that I won't either. I can, I can adapt here too, and also you know just raise hell. So <laughs> it's hard. It's, I mean, it's hard. Cause, I mean, it's hard. It's hard even talking about that. But I think that's. I think out of the content we have right now, I'm definitely. I, th I agree with the toxic relationship with America. I think black people did have a toxic relationship with America, definitely. And even like the long message we talked about, it's funny because like, and you're in a toxic relationship for real, and you know you mess somebody, whatever. You know, I go like four or five days without speaking, and you just hit them out of the blue. That's toxic, you know what I'm saying? Because you know they were thinking about you, you know what I'm saying? So you kind of using that again. That's America do like they, they go like six <laughs> five months, they don't kill nobody. Bow. All right, you know, come back, come back. You know what I'm saying? Another, another, another hashtag. It's just sad, man. It's sad, but I, it's almost like they know what they're doing at the time. Yeah. And each video get more vivid every time. I swear, like every other year, it's gonna be, it's gonna be somewhere. It's just gonna be an HD, and it's gonna be a full cinematic, cinematic movie. It's gonna be producing everything, but it's gonna be a real killing. That's yeah. that's how that's, that's how vivid it's, it's getting each time they put a video out, and that's crazy to me. I just, man, we went from a place, and I'll just, cause I want to do, I want to do two timelines. I want to do a timeline of kind of the 
uh, a pre-COVID timeline, mm-hmm. and I also want to do a timeline of just some of your episodes that you've done that I think are just kind of leading up to this conversation. There was a, a place at one point with COVID-19 where apparently black folks can't get it. And that was the myth <laughs> that was kind of passed around. Yeah. So we've gone from, okay, black folks can't get it, to now we are uh, more likely to get it. And all in between that, there are conversations that have been missed by mass media, whether in, you know that was intentional or not intentional. Um, you say, well, man, black more black people can get it than anybody, but there's a part where you're the the story that you're not telling is is that the people who are on the front lines, who are stocking the shelves, who are your cashiers, those people are African Americans, predominantly yeah. Afri- predominantly African Americans. There's also scenarios where you have folks who are already in impoverished communities who don't have access to food, um, resources, different things like that, to uh, medicine, to things that will help your immunity. So because you don't, because you're living in stress, because you're living in poverty, that also, you know, kind of, I won't say predisposes you, but kind of uh, adds the likelihood that you'll that you'll come down with COVID and not be able to recover from it. So they're just, there are pieces that are missing here. I also said, uh, likewise, like I said, with your pod, man, I can remember back to episodes that you got, that you did through More Than Masters, also through um, One Hour Black Power. Where you did, where you were talking about the police, I, I, that was after, gosh, somebody in Augusta, there was a Cecil Ridley. Yeah, 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 I remember that. Yeah, yeah. you guys, the yeah. pod that y'all, did, the pod that y'all did, I almost, I was, I was analyzing that thing. I said, man, I was thinking then. It's just so many. I know you go through this too as a host. It's just so many <laughs> ideas that you have that you yeah, always right. get to, <laughs> to, that you always get to flesh out. Black versus blue was what I was going to flesh out out of the conversation that y'all had because y'all talked about Cecil Ridley and. The Queen and Slim, y'all right, did that yeah, as a yeah. as a collaborative piece, man. But there are just so many times where, and it's like it kind of challenges you as a host to say, you know what, man, I got to flesh out more of these ideas. I got to kind of set aside the time, definitely, to you know, to do definitely. this stuff, man. That's why I shout out you and Slim, man. Y'all look, y'all young, y'all got young energy, man. Y'all, know, man. y'all putting out three, four, five pods a week, I'll go man. To work and just come straight. I, I'll, I'll get on it from there. Yeah, I'll be at the five in the morning. Yeah, so it's, it's, a, it's a commitment, man. <laughs> But yeah, like I said, I just want to sit down and talk with my man, man, real quick. Look, look man was uh, getting ready to move some furniture in here. I could, I could feel it, man. Plus, he yeah. getting ready to go to work, too. I'm, nah, yeah, I'm moving. I'm, my, my dad ended up coming down here. I'm, I'm going to just rock with him for a little while. So I told him we can get something together because he got a lot of stuff going on. He needs somebody there with him. So. Cool, cool. You know, I'm trying to help out. Do my, do my due diligence, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But man, look, uh, glad, glad to have you on the show, man. We're going to have to uh, look stretch this thing out, man. But uh, like I said, most, I'm just going to say, most important podcast uh, in Augusta right now, man, more than a Masters podcast, uh, aptly named because Definitely there's more than that. It. Like I call it that golf tournament, but that be you know, more more than that. That golf tournament is be you know I can't do that for, real, for a part, but no, uh, King Main man, Main Bradley. So glad to have you on the show, bro. Thank you, man. Thank you for having me. Man. Dope. The revolution will not be televised. You see, a lot of times people see, 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 see battles and skirmishes on TV and they say, aha, the revolution is being televised. Nah, the results of the revolution are being televised. The first revolution is when you change your mind about how you look at things and see that there might be another way to look at it that you have not been shown. What you see later on is the results of that, but the revolution, that change that takes place will not be televised.